Welcome to the One Corner at a Time podcast exclusive interview with creator and founder, author, Zachary Latham Williams. I am the sister, the fan, the best friend, Akila Deborah. And I'm <laughs> so honored, dude, to be here sitting with you to discuss your first book. Absolutely. August, a love letter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give yourself credit, too, because One Corner at a Time comes from you. You coined the term. Pat on the back. And and um, where did it come from? Like, what's what's the story behind it? I kept on asking you when you're going to change the world. And what I say? You know, and you said one corner at a time. I'm like, damn, that's dope. Let me use that. Like, I mean, you're doing it too. You're doing it too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what what prompted you? Like, not, not so much what prompted you to write the book, but I read how it took you four to five months, going back and forth, jotting down notes, sitting at the laptop, putting things together, and you cannot get your focus until one thing happened. What was right. that? How was that process? I mean, um, I've always been in love with words. I always have been. And um, that's my way to express myself. Um, I knew I would write a book eventually. I even remember you had a dream. Yeah. You know, about me being a New York Times bestselling author. Um, but I couldn't find the motivation. You know, when I sat down at the computer, it felt like a formality, you mm -hmm. know, like it didn't feel like truly, truly genuine. Um, until until um, you know, I, I found out about everything, right? And um with that, I, I always knew that I I I needed to deal with that in a proper way, in a pure way. I knew I wasn't going to drown myself mm -hmm. with alcohol, you know what I'm saying, with smoking and with with other women even, you know. Um, and the motivation for that was my children. So being somebody that loved words and having that motivation to to use the situation to galvanize me in a way. That's a nice the word. book, the book was like writing that. And, and let's be honest, like before, I, I didn't know it was gonna be a book. I was just writing. Mm -hmm. I'm just writing from the heart. And when I got to like <laughs> maybe twenty thousand words, and I sent it off to like uh, Mr. Pajo, my former AP English teacher, it, it it took the form of a book. It took the form of a book. I still went back and forth on would I publish it or not, but I knew that I definitely had a book on my hand, and I knew I was going to do something with it, for sure. Uh, not necessarily published, but I think more so, I, I had a vision in my mind to just give it to my kids, honestly. Yeah. Like, that. That initially, that was the thing. I was going to write it, you know, put it in a book format and give it to the kids. Or just have it for them when they got older. But um, you know, after people read it and I realized like the story, it it wasn't narrow, you know, other people could relate to it. That's when I knew, okay, I, I definitely should put this out. Mm -hmm. You know. I was I was one of the people. Um the the whole the 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 situation of it all, what brought about the book mm -hmm. to begin with, which we're gonna get into. The, the transition and the watch, the evolution of you as a man, as a creator, because you used to do music. 
Right. Like a lot. Right. And it's interesting that how you would, it sounds like you use writing the book almost as therapeutic way yes. to, to, to heal or to aid that course of healing. When you could have written a song or came out with any kind of project right. that you went towards the book. And when you writing it, you said, you described it as you wrote it in your darkest hours. Mm. And when you were writing, what were your true intentions with, I'm going to call it a letter, and what <laughs> were you hoping for your children to gain? Because you wrote, this isn't for anyone but the three of you. Right. I I wanted to give them just a unadulterated view of exactly when what happened because I felt I felt of a, a amount of guilt. Mm. Um, I, I speak in a book about the dream, mm -hmm. and because that that didn't happen, I felt guilty. You know, um, I I grew up my mom and my dad being best friends, but not being together. And I mean, even now as a 26 year old man, like it's like, man, I want my parents back together, you know, but that was amplified, right? When I was, you know, in middle school, or, you know, when I came of an understanding that, oh, my parents aren't together, you know, when I came to that understanding, I'm like, why? Um, so when, when I realized that, that this situation more than likely would end up in a divorce, I was writing before that, but that's what really kind of gave it more fuel. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I wanted I wanted my kids to be able to 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 read this and gain a hopefully a complete understanding of the the origins of their mother and I coming together and where that went wrong and my my shortcomings you know and my my perspectives and how they shifted through 7 years of marriage um and i felt that was best explained in a letter you know i didn't want to wait till they was old and and ask me hey like hey, why you and mom not together i could just Give them this, you know, and that captures the true raw emotion, mm -hmm. right? Of how I felt when I first found out, you know, and going through the separation and the divorce, and um, you know, the custody and and not seeing them every day. You know, I'm used to that, right? Yeah. Right. Seven years, I'm used to coming home and seeing my kids. I'm not used to any day where I can't put my kids to sleep or wake up to my children, you know? Um, so it was all of those emotions. I'm just like, I, I have to write about this. And that that was the motivation for sure. Yeah, first of all, I want to tell you just how dope that is. That because I I grew up in like a single parent home where my mom predominantly raised all of us. They divorced when I was like five right. or whatever. Um, and yeah, I had questions wondering why my parents weren't together. But I think I I didn't really desire for them to be back together mm -hmm. because I could see how toxic it was. Right. Now, thinking, thinking about you growing up in middle school, having that strong longing for your parents to be together, mm -hmm. 
was that because you saw how dope they were and thought they needed to be together? Mm-hmm. Was was that kind of what that was? It or was it just I just want my parents together? Um, that that's interesting. Um, because maybe if I did see them together and see a toxic environment, that desire wouldn't have been there. Um, but I think I examined who my mother was as an individual and who my dad was as an individual. Even when I was, you know, in middle school, like I saw them right, right. and I saw their character. Um, and and I think with that and, and seeing my mother married to somebody else, you know, my stepdad. Yeah. Who man, I, I love him. I love him. You know, even though we had our our, our differences. To this day, I love him and I and I talk to him still. Um, but seeing see, seeing seeing who my mom was and who my dad was, and conversations with my dad, just where he expressed that that regret, mm. right? But you can tell that he was so willing to to make amends for it, and even how it ended, right? Like my dad knew he messed up, and he 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 packed the stains. He packed the stains. I messed up. I'm I'm gone. Like I messed up. You know, didn't drag her through the mud. You know, didn't try to lie to her or whatever like that. And it was just straight like I, I messed up. You know, and my mom being in an unhappy marriage, I'm just like, well, y'all are best friends. Like y'all still talk. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Y'all still talk to this day. Like when mom needs something, she calls my dad. So seeing that y'all best friends, why y'all not together? You know. And that was my thought, definitely in middle school and even on in the high school, probably even now. Honestly, makes sense. And that's why I thought that. Like right. maybe it was that you saw how incredible your parents were as individuals, right? And how why not? Right. That make a lot of sense. Um, thinking about who you are, and. How you said that your dad expressed that that remorse. He expressed that longing for clearly it sounded like he still wanted his wife, but he knew he messed up, so he held himself accountable and he moved around. Right. What similar things would you say he instilled in you? Because you say in the book repeatedly, and it's and I thought it was so powerful how your dad would tell you to beat him as a man and <laughs> beat him in the game of life. What does that mean? And how do you think that connected to? your way of being able to be proactive and secure mm-hmm. your children and knowing why your parents aren't together and why we're going to be okay? <laughs> that's an amazing question. Oh, well, that is an amazing <laughs> question, man. Um, yeah, my dad, my dad in particular, but my mom as well, but my dad kind of, he used... He honed my competitive nature. Mm-hmm. You know, he honed it to to be beyond the basketball court. And you know, as I as I describe, and, and and it's so it's so intelligent, so like profound of of my dad to do, man. Like he like a, a Zen master or something <laughs> like that to be able to. Okay, I know my son competitive, and, and let me. Let me transfer this competitiveness into into life as well, mm-hmm. right? So, with with that type of mindset, um, even when everything hit the fan, in the midst of that pain, 
like it was competitive fire in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know who I was competing with at the time, but it was something in me like you got to win. Like you got to you got to beat this somehow. You know, and you got to beat this for your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think initially maybe that competitiveness was aimed at my ex-wife in a way. But I saw that it was bigger than her. And also, it goes back to the conversation I had with my OG Chris, and I and I reference it a lot because I asked, should spite drive me? Mm-hmm. You know, and he said, no, excellence should drive you. So the thing is, is that there's no way for me f- to be doing what I'm doing right now. And I'm not uh, trying to big myself up, you know, engage in self-aggrandizing or anything like that. But to be able to to convert pain uh, into execution, right? Um, that that in itself that in itself already shows that it's not out of spite for anybody. Like I'm not waking up and thinking about oh I got cheated on so let me go hard. Right, right. No, I'm right. thinking like initially yeah like I got a revenge or whatever like that. But now it's like no I'm trying to be excellent. You know, like, I, I want to show my kids, hey, this is what happened to me, and look what I did with it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And my dad definitely deserves, my dad and my mom deserve the credit for that. The credit for that to raise me in a way where I, I, I see things always have a perspective. You know what I'm saying? I always can gain a perspective and use whatever can be used negatively I, I could figure a way to use that in a positive. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's 100. Um, thinking about um, something that you said, that pe- your guilt, mm-hmm. your guilt um, for you guys not being together. Yes, it was. It's like I, I have this dream, therefore I promise to my kids that we're going to be together, we're going to stay a family, we're going to be solid. But the the guilt of that, do you think... Because the reason why you guys are not together was not because of you. It was because your ex-wife indiscretions. Right. Okay? And I don't know if you want to reveal that in a podcast, but it's all written in the book all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) There were some things that, and might I commend you on how graceful you spoke about her. Right. It's it's for you to talk about how, the foundation of your world was completely shattered. Mm-hmm. How you looked in in her eyes and you saw your future. She was like she stood in the place of the physical manifestation of your reason for why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you even wrote how it was mandatory for you to honor her. Right. That that is absolutely amazing. But in all of that, knowing that her indiscretions completely broke up everything that you knew to mm. be true. Mm. How were you able to, to to speak about her so gracefully? And might I add, you don't even get into what really went down or like the 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 harsh part of it all, the 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 back breaking, heart aching <laughs> part until right. like chapter eight. Right. And that that amazing I'm like how? Like how is it that mm. this this thing pushed him to the point where I know exactly what I'm finna write about. I know exactly what angle I'm finna come from. You know, to push that pain, to push that drive like that. But you were able to be so graceful about it, so calm about it, so true about it. And you wrote 
because I could relate to a lot of it. Right. But but you wrote about it in a way as if even though this does not work out, even though there were lies and there was an entire facade and, and a double life being led by the person who you called your wife, mm-hmm. you you wrote it in like s- such a presence as if you stood in the body of 17-year-old Zach when he met her, first laid eyes on her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 18-year-old right. Zach when, when, when he married her. 19-year-old Zach when he became a father with this woman. And it like that... Mm-hmm. that it, it blows my mind. Right. Like, how how were you able to do that? Because uh, listen, <laughs> if I'm writing about what a you know what I'm saying, <laughs> what an ex done did and how it evolved past and what, and what I'm doing, right. it's, it's everything is tainted. Like the memory is tainted to right. me. And I, but you wrote it as if it was so pure. Like I was with you. I was I was in the classroom when you first seen her. Right. You sat next to her in front of the room. I was I was in the back seat with her when she wouldn't ride in the front with you and had her friend in the passenger <laughs> side. You know what I'm saying? I was at the movies with y'all. I was there when she got Zach tatted on her ring finger. Like right. I felt like I was there, right. and I didn't feel like, oh, she broke his heart. Mm. Damn, why she cheat? Why it happened like that? Why would she do that? Why would she like? I didn't feel any yeah. of that. I, yeah. I felt. I'm in love with right. you. Know, like, how how did you do that? How are you able to 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 go back like that and live so present in those memories, where you can document them right. so purely? When I first started writing, maybe like the first paragraph, it was more of a journal entry, hmm. and it came off so bitter. And even though this was I mean, a couple days after I knew everything, um, I didn't want to be bitter. Mm. You know, that I, that might have been a fraction of what I was feeling, but it wasn't a complete feeling. And that's when I decided to write to my kids. I was able to be graceful because, you know, when I was going through it, I would call you. Yeah. You know, I would be on the phone with you and OG Chris and JR and Jalen and all of my people, and when I would describe what happened, I would describe it, and in that same breath, Mm -hmm. I would at least think like, but I love her. I wouldn't say that, you know, because that's hard to say. It's hard to say to somebody, hey, this, this, and this happened, but I love her. It's kind of embarrassing in a way, it might be, right? But yeah, yeah, no, no, I feel like, like it's like a shame attached to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it is a shame attached to it. Not that you or anybody else would shame no, me for that. Right. Yeah. But that. in writing to my kids, I'm able to to all of those emotions, I'm able to encapsulate all of them. Like, and that's why I was graceful because I'm writing to my kids. And even and even, even now it's kind of like I don't see the 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 person I knew before I found out everything and the person I know right now. I don't see those as separate entities per se, but I think Brian Stevenson, um, I read his book, Just Mercy. Um, he says, we're not defined by one wrong thing that we do. And... She's not defined by that, you know, and that doesn't define our marriage. 
right? It doesn't define that we had these children together. So I wanted to write from that standpoint of, yes, this is what happened. This is what you did. And as a result, I'm not going to be with you anymore. And whatever else you have to deal with, that's on your own accord. But I also wanted to, I remembered the good times, mm -hmm. you know, and I can't, I can't sit and write like, <laughs> I can't write from a perspective, a bitter perspective. I can't write from, you know, I hate you. Yeah. Because I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? And even in the middle of that pain, right? I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't feel hatred. I felt more so disappointment. And I think that's that's why I was able to to write gracefully, because more so of a look what we we had, look what we could have, right? And I think that that kind of played into the guilt initially and almost made me want to want to stay to mm -hmm. keep the dream alive. So I knew all of that while I was writing and that's how it came off graceful. Does that make sense? It does. It does make sense. And it, it sounds, um, it's interesting because it, it sounds like when you were writing it, you were in like in the process of of healing, in the process of, of getting through it. But at the same time, it's almost like you were already there because of the perspective. Does, does that make yes, sense? Yes, like it's, yes. It's almost like you were already there. And, and in a way, you got to control it. You got to control <laughs> the yeah. when you would when you got to sit in the moments of of purity. You got to sit in the moments of love. You got to like when you would talk about the births of your children, mm -hmm. like the it's it's dope. It's it's super dope, right. and um, man, I I really enjoy that. You know, because I I think it's inter it's it's interesting that you say that it was a he I was healing, but it felt like I was already healed. I think that's because I knew the destination I had to get to, right? I I knew that almost from the get go. Mm -hmm. I think that when uh, when I when I write about it, when I was in the doctor's office getting my hand, you know, patched up from, you know, the glass or whatever. Um, I think it was maybe right after that that I I I set. It was like a mandate, like I'm going to heal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm going to be better from this. I'm I'm not going to sit in this. I'm not going to sit in this feeling. This feeling I that I feel right now. This pain. All of this, like, I, I'm. this is not, this is temporary. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is temporary. And not that I wanted to fast track that healing, but I wanted to be at least, like, linear in a way. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't want to go up and down with her. You know, am I going to stay? Am I going to go? It was a short period of time that it was that. Yeah. But... And I was talking to, to JR about this, and I said, um, the, the principle, the main principle for my life is that I want to live peaceful. And I have to examine every decision I make through that principle. That's the filter right there, the principle. I agree. 
right? Yeah. And I, I had to ask myself, is staying with my now ex-wife consistent with that principle? Would I be able to maintain peace being with this person? The answer was a definitive no. Yeah. You know, so I answered that and I wrote that book through, through that lens of I'm going to be peaceful. That's probably another reason why it's graceful. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't, that hate, Cause you wrote it I peace. pushed it out of my heart. Yeah. You know. Like in, in writing it in, in your darkest hour, how did you like cope with that after you were right, like to have to go back to that moment, the, the darkest time, the, when you did punch the, 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 the right. full body mirror and shards of glass lodged into your knuckles. And this, I think this might've been a part where I actually cried. <laughs> I think you, I think it was Kalia who said, oh, daddy, you have an owie, like, mm -hmm. you know, and you had to go to the ER and all that. How did you go back and relive that moment to 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 write it and document it as, as clear as possible and then come back out to it and, and go do what, you know, divorce Zach has to do or, you know, uh, what, right. what, what the evolved Zach has to do? Like, how did you manage to do that? You know, I'll, and I want to say something. Without disrupting your peace. Right, right. And I want to say something, too, that... um. I feel like I'm answering questions in a way that heaps too much praise on me. And, and I want to emphasize, if I didn't have you, OG Chris, JR, Jalen, like Pastor T, it's so many people, moms and pops, the way they raised me. And, and just, it was so many people involved, Sam, Bria, everybody in my acknowledgments, man. Um, if I didn't have those people to, to because you can have the mind and the perspective that I have. You know, you can have the, the way my dad channeled my competitive nature to, you know, positivity or whatever like that. You can have that. But if you have that alone, I don't know if you have the same results that I have. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if I would be here right now, you know, speaking about this in a positive light if I didn't have y'all, right? Um, so I have to give a lot of honor to God, first and foremost, my parents and and you all, you know, um, because I vividly remember conversations with you because, uh, and, and listen, I'm an honest person. It's the podcast, so we're going to be 1,000. <laughs> listen, it ain't all sweet. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's not all sweet, man. Like, I kicked the nigga door down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. I kicked this door down. Yeah. You know, I kicked this door down, man. Like, I, I wanted vengeance. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I wanted that. And I vividly remember conversation with you, and I would say, hey, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you knew I had the means to do it. If I wasn't going to yeah. do it myself, I got brothers that was going to do it. My yeah. pops. My <laughs> pops with the shits, too. Let's be 1,000. My pops and my mom, mm -hmm. they with the shits, you know? But, and, and, and I'm so grateful because what all of you are allowed, and especially you, you, you did this in such, such a, a profound way. It's like. Don't make me cry. <laughs> now, nah, it, it's like, you, I, would say, I would say something that, that 
was outlandish. Like, I'm going to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think the majority of people are like, kill somebody, is it worth it? You know, and they'll say, they'll fire back like that. And all that does is make the person more mad, yeah, you know? Yeah. So you would, you would feel me say, hey, I'll ride with you, but sleep on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but sleep on it. That's what you would say. So in the next morning, I call you, I'm like, all right, I'm cool, bro. <laughs> you know, you allow yeah. me that space and OG Chris and all y'all, y'all allow me, y'all allow me the space and everything that was necessary for me to properly heal. Mm-hmm. And to channel all of that into a book, you know, into going to the gym, into really refining my work ethic and my execution. You know, I always had these dreams to write and make music and podcasts. I always had these dreams, but I couldn't execute, right? I think it's because I had an ego. And, and I, I think I talk about that in the book too. It's partially due, like, okay, I have this, you know, beautiful family and whatever like that. Um, and I think to to kind of protect that image. I was scared to put myself fully out there, mm-hmm. you know. And then going through that, and 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 <laughs> really not knowing. Let's be honest: who your wife not slept with? Yeah. You know, like that. That rids the ego quick. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And and it turned out to be a positive thing. Because now I'm not operating out of a, a sense of ego or or maintaining some facade that, you know, I have it all together and look at my perfect family. You know, it's like, this is me, right? I These are my insufficiencies, you know, shortcomings, whatever like that. Um, and it just allowed me a freedom. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Just such a, a spiritual, a pure freedom. Yeah. I peaked that. I actually, um, I, I I might have written that. Literally, you know, I, I annotate. Annotate. You know, I, I annotate. Right. And I, I think there was a part where I literally wrote freedom because you yes. spoke to like the pillars of your marriage and what they were and why mm-hmm. they were there right. and how they were like being knocked down one by one and w- until there was nothing left. And then there was just a moment where. It's as if like the dream that you had of like like the two parent home and the whole family thriving as as they were. Mm. It's like it got tainted with fantasy. Yes. You know, like yes. not so much as as like a goal, but like overzealousness. Mm. And it, then it became a fantasy. And it it went from and I know you talk about your ambitions and your ego and how you'll be at work and you'll be looking at everybody else like, I don't know, how you plan on being here too long? I'm finna, you know what I'm saying? I'm finna be out. I'm finna be on in four months. What you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, that energy. But, but it's, it's like, but you, the, the reason for that was misplaced and like put into your ex-wife. Yes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing for you. If you happy, if you satisfied, I know I know I'm doing something right, you know. And 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 if you happy, and you satisfied, then my family got to stay together. So the dream coming together, right? And right. it's like the fantasy got shattered in that yes. moment. And so what I want to know is, and you talked about there was a moment like a month where you waver, where you found out like the cat out the bag, bruh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, y'all went from kissing at every stoplight to. So we on our way to counseling, counseling, and I'm playing 
any song to throw shade. Right. You play loyalty, loyalty. loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I play anything to throw shade, and this, this react, and, and I don't understand it. And I know you cheated on me. I know you, you did the unthinkable, the right. the absolute breakable. But I love you though, mm-hmm. and I, in my dream though, like mm-hmm. I, so. It's, what what I'm, you know? How yeah. how did you? What was the thing that canceled all of it out? I call it the bullshit. Quite frankly, <laughs> I call it the bullshit. And I tell right. I tell like when I work with different women or whatever, and they their minds get so clouded and they can't see mm-hmm. straight to to what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, everything that bothers you, everything that clouds your mind, write it in the margins of a sheet of paper, mm-hmm. and in the middle. Write like the three things that mean the absolute most, that are absolute truth that you cannot argue with, be without, whatever. Write everything else in the margins. Right. How did you get to the part where all you could see was right in the middle of the page? What was it? And you said, <laughs> I can't do this. Because <laughs> um, you tried. Yes. You tried. You wanted yes. to kill a nigga. You, like, you, you talk about how you found her at his house. Yeah. You know, it was a whole situation. You, you trying to get her in the car. She fighting you, y'all. Y'all, the kids are scared. Yeah. You know, marriage counseling, counseling at church. Like, I, I want, I want to figure out. I want to work this out. Right? How'd you go from from that to it? It ain't gonna happen. You know, our in is, peace with it ain't gonna happen. Yes, yes. Um, I remember, I remember that. And to this day, I don't know everything. Yeah, I don't know everything. I don't know. Only God knows. Right. <laughs> no, no shade. <laughs> um, but I, I remember I remember I text her, this is when I we were still figuring it out, going to counseling. Um well, we were scheduled for counseling. We were scheduled for it. And um I text her, I said, um, you know, I don't care about the past. I don't care about what happened with who? I don't even gotta know. Just from this day forward, let's be solid. And I remember she texted me back like, "Can you live with that?" I said yes, but I was very unsure. Yeah. And I think in hindsight, probably you know months down the line when I made that decision, I I thought about that specifically. And I asked myself, am, am I really willing to, was I really willing to sweep it under the rug for the sake of maintaining the dream or a fantasy? Right? Right. Because the thing is, is that my ex-wife validated me in a way. Mm-hmm. I, I use and I used that my marriage as validation in a way, right? So it's not just I'm divorcing my wife, right? Like I'm, I'm literally taking off the 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 protection, right? The only form of validation, right? One of the biggest forms of validation that I had, I'm taking it off and I'm throwing it away, yeah, right? And that's what made it so hard initially, and. I think that with with conversations with all of my all of my people, um, and and really really interrogating 
myself. I knew I deserved more. I knew I deserved more and I knew that this fantasy wasn't true. Mm -hmm. um, and then with that being said, through writing, through through reading, um, through my people, man, I gotta give y'all so much credit. Um, I was able to make that transition in a, in a peaceful way, you know, and peace was already inside me because of how I was raised. Uh, and I looked at it as, as a learning experience, you know, and something that truly would refine my character. Mm. And I don't, it's weird. Like, I don't think I look at being married at 18 as, okay, I'm a man now, or having kids as I'm a man now. Then I definitely did. Yeah. But it's all, I almost feel like this is what made me a man, right? Yeah. Like my granddad, <laughs> you know, I love my granddad, man. Mm -hmm. I, I went by, I went by his house and, you know, he said her name so funny. I'm not gonna say her name, but he said it so funny. Like, man, I just can't believe, man. Like that hurt me. You know, my granddad, that hurt me, man. You know, and my granddad can hold a grudge too. You know, but he said, he said, but uh, but 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 you know, he stuttered. But 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 that everybody gotta go through something. You know what I mean? Everybody gotta go through something, man, and look at you now. Yeah. And that's a big cliche, but like, you know. It's, it's 100, though. When he said, it, okay, okay, Grant, I feel you. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? And listen, man, I've been at peace with it. Yeah. You know, it was a reckoning process for sure. You got you got to reckon with those things, man. And But, but I faced it head on. Yeah. I faced it head on. You know, I wasn't getting drunk, wasn't smoking, nothing like that. Yeah, that's I the difference. I faced their head that on, man. That makes the difference. And I think that's why people said it was quick. That's why. It didn't feel quick. Nah. You know, it didn't feel quick. But if you think so, that's why I faced their head on. And I had true people behind me. And, and man, all honor to God. All honor to God and y'all. You, you know, I've never even thought about it as calling it quick or where I I feel like it was concentrated. And yeah, I'm, I'm nice. like that. I'm very um, intentional. When I know there's an issue or I'm struggling with something or whatever, I'm very intentional about being upfront, forward, and tackling that thing head on mm. and being vulnerable about it. You have to allow yourself to feel those feelings, to feel the rage, to feel the guilt, to feel the shame, to feel right. the hurt in order to address it. Absolutely. You could just... And I think... And this is just what I gathered from being a part of your life during the actual time and reading like the backstory of it all, what all the thoughts that actually went through your head, the feelings that you were having. Um, it's almost as if you you didn't at first. You know what I'm saying? You had the shock, but you wouldn't allow yourself to fully feel like the full force of that hurt. And it was almost like Cause it was like the 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 dream, the dream was the dream. Yeah, yeah. It's Jordan X. <laughs> you know, the dream right. is the dream, and and if I don't maintain this dream, what kind of man am I? Mm, you know what I'm mm, saying? Like, mm. what what, right. what am I doing if I'm not maintaining this? Cause this this all I've been working for. Right. This all I've been living for. Mm. 
And if I if I allow this, and then and I, I think we get caught up in that, like, you know, if we allow this to tear us apart, it's like, allow that shit to tear you apart. Cause this that shit is true. <laughs> that shit got got to, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It got to go. And 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 in no way am I am I throwing any kind of shade or anything like that. This is definitely all about you. But even from the way you, like I said, you wrote so gracefully, it hearing this really caused me to pose this question. Okay. Cause you you talk about um her pathology, your pathology, you know, the the negative things about your adolescence and childhood that you endured, the, the things that you brought upon yourself, the ego, the the whole season of you smelling yourself and making poor decisions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you you talk about her trauma and her hurt mm. and how that shaped who she was then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It, it shaped who she was as, as a teenager, why she might have been quiet. Or timid, or reserved, right. or on guard all the time, and it's it's one thing that stuck out to me more than anything, and I cannot forget it. And I won't say all of it, but there was a thing that she did with her dad, not with him, but to him in a way. Okay, yeah. Where she was determined to make him feel the way that she felt about him at the time, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. was hate. Right. She was determined to make him hate her. Mm. So she did the one thing that she knew she could do to make him hate her because of the the trauma that he caused her. Do you think in, in some way in her mind, even settling in victimhood, with you being her hero, because you were her hero, mm. you know, with you being her hero, and now y'all married, y'all in love, y'all in church, y'all having babies, but you broke. And you described y'all being broke as we struggled harshly, like <laughs> harsh. How broke do you gotta be to be struggling harshly? harshly? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Right. Do you think that because of that, it's like, okay, you rescued me from my dad. You my hero. I trust you to always be my hero, which is unhealthy and unfair, my dad. Absolutely. But I trust you to always be my hero. Now I'm married to you. I'm having your babies and I'm broke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm pissed. I resent you. Do you think she did the one thing in her mind that will make you feel the way she felt about hmm. you resentment? Yeah, do I you do. Think it, like that's a that's a very profound connection. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even think I put that together. Um, yes, I, I I do I do, and huh. that made me think about the guilt part too. I'm like, yes. Guilty wow. Guilty. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, is that where your guilt wow. really was coming from? Wow. I couldn't live up to the dream. I couldn't measure up because my family was broke. Right. Your family ain't finna be broke now, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm talking, talking about the past. But you know, yeah, you, you, you feel what I'm saying? The connection right. with that. I remember when we went to counseling, and I, I wish I could remember this guy. And I think it was Frederick. This amazing, amazing guy. And, and you know, We're we're in there and and I'm like, you you cheated on me because we broke, you know. And mm. the 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 counselor, he says, um, hey man, millionaires get cheated on. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that I'm I'm not a psychologist. I. I don't have any specialized training in that. 
But I think that sometimes we we want people to feel something towards us. Yeah. And most of the time what we want some people to feel towards us is something that resembles what people have always felt towards us. So when I speak of her pathology, again, not a psychologist or anything like that, just I lived with her, I know her. Um, I think she's she was used to feeling what what she thought was was hatred. Mm. I said in the book she called herself a chaos junkie. Yeah, you did say that. Right. So in some twisted way, the same connection you made with her dad, I, I do think that she kind of fed off of Zach hate me. I do think some in some twisted way, she fed off of that. That that's chaos right there. Yeah, that's chaos. You know, juggling multiple dudes and having a husband and you know counseling and all of that. Like that was torture for me. Yeah, right. Like to be on the other side of that. But for her, if you a chaos junkie, that's chaos right there. Yeah, you know what? That makes a lot of sense, especially when you talk about the. Once once we had these kids right. and had to feel 24 somehow. Absolutely. So, you know, the, because because peace mm-hmm. is born to people some people. Mm-hmm. If you a chaos junkie, peace is born. That make a lot of sense, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I do think that and listen, I, I'm a straightforward guy. I'm a simple guy. I don't need to go party all the time. I don't I don't need all the you know, all of that attention. I don't need it. Like, I'm good chilling with my kids, and my, you know, and back then, my wife, I was good with that. I go to the gym for a little bit, I come back, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. We watching Netflix. I'm cool with that, right? That that was part of the dream, you know? But I, I think for her, that it does have to do with how you were brought up. Like, even though my mom and dad weren't together, like, I had stability. Yeah. You know, so when I got older, I had some type of vision of how I wanted my life to be. Yes. You wasn't raised in chaos. Absolutely. So do you think in a way you, for the dream, you were compromising your integrity for a while? Because you talked about how, you just said how you don't care about going out, you mm-hmm. sit with the wife and kids, I'm good. But at some point, you you started clubbing just because she was clubbing. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. was drinking heavier just because she, she was getting drunk. Yeah. You was smoking weed. Like, I like my wife likes to smoke weed. Yeah. If I'm keeping dream alive, I gotta keep my wife happy. So yeah. you know, like, do you yeah. feel like you in in that time you were compromising a part of your integrity mm-hmm. by holding on to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't um it might be it might be harsh. You know I'm my toughest critic. Um so correct me if you think I'm wrong. Glad I don't think I had much integrity then. Really? Or maybe I didn't know the true definition of it. I feel like. You know, like I knew that I was a quote unquote respectable man. You know, I took care, you know, I went to work, right? I have my children, I take care of my children, I respect my wife, all all of the 
the commonplace things that you can right, see right. on the surface. Um, I don't think I was training my children properly, right? Like now, we we wake up in the morning, we pray and meditate. You know, like I I see I see things that my kids do. I nip it in the bud real quick, and I I don't do that through. And, and, and you you told me this like, I rule with love. I don't rule with fear. Yeah. When I was married, I probably ruled with fear. You know, um, and I'm just I'm being very vulnerable and honest, just like I was in the book. But when when I, I think pain, if it's not an opportunity, it presents an opportunity. I think it presents a mirror. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the mirror faces us, and we like hey, it's not my fault, and you flip it right back, mm. right? But but for me, like, I'm, okay, I'm looking at myself. Yeah, I ain't cheat, you know. But what, not what could I have done better? Initially, it was that. Initially, what can yeah. I have done better to make this work? But then it was more so, what can I learn from this mm-hmm. to make me a better man? And not for, just for my future wife, or be a better man right now for my children. See, that tells me you had integrity. You think so? I can't. I can't say that you didn't because, it, you you are at a great place right now. I'm I'm extremely proud of you. You know that. Right. But you have always been in position to in, inspire me with with your your work ethic, your vision. Mm-hmm. I remember calling you um, maybe two two and a half years ago, and I'm just like, bro, I'm single. I don't, I don't got no man. I do now. Hey, babe. I don't <laughs> got no man. I, you know, I don't, I don't have no kids, and I I just feel like, what could I be doing better with my time? How can I be better living out or making my dreams a reality? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give me? And you just sat down and you told me honestly, sis. You know, you know, you just you just let me know that mm-hmm. that was already that was already in you. And even going back to to playing your dad, he telling you to beat me in life. I think this this is what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. You you hadn't seen it yet, mm-hmm. but this like how old were your parents when when they separated? Um, I think they had me at maybe what thirty or twenty five. I forgot. I think they were late late twenties, late twenties, maybe early thirties. Would you say um, that was your dad's biggest regret? Absolutely. Okay, so divorcing, yeah, not yeah. even absolutely. So at the age, the Mitchell Street Library will be closing in thirty minutes at five o'clock. The computer will automatically shut down in fifteen minutes. The bathroom will be closed in fifteen minutes. If you have a laptop, please return it at this time. Thank you for visiting. It will be open again Saturday at ten. Shout out to the Milwaukee right. Public Library. Um, what's the uh, the dude name? The manager is Tony. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to Dan at East Library too. But um, you just shouting out loud, man. Listen, I'm a nerd. Okay, smart. Bro. I'm a nerd. Yeah. Shout out to the librarians of the world. All right. So, um, what would you say? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, Quite frankly. Yeah, that kind of threw everything. Consequently, that ass. Now, typically. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, we were talking about integrity. Yes. For sure. We were talking about integrity. And I know for, for damn sure that you've always had it. Well, okay. I'll say this, right? Um, I had a conversation with my cousin, with JR. Uh-huh. And, and I said that um, I, I think with integrity, you could, it's weird. And I'm not trying to make 
a justification. Um, but I think integrity is broken into it, it it's parts of your life where it's hard to be to to maintain your integrity. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So with with certain people, it's hard to keep integrity as it comes to relations with the opposite sex. Yeah. Right? Or in business or or in something else. Like you you might have you might be solid right here, you know, but you're not solid right there. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say you absolutely don't have integrity at all, but I I don't think integrity is true until you can maintain it wherever. And I'll say before the divorce, I don't think I could maintain that integrity everywhere because I I think I was maybe engaged in a bit of a of a of a facade. Mm-hmm. As well, obviously, to maintain this image. this dream, this fantasy, okay. and the image, like all they are all really together in a sense. Yeah, I feel that. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know if that's too complex. Like mine. No. Okay. No, well, not for you. Oh, so like, not for, no, listen. I don't want no smoke. Don't insult me. I don't want no smoke. Okay. <laughs> I don't want no smoke. I know you all sixth in the reservoir. Okay. All right. <laughs> Shut out my old head. Shut up. Child 54 from Locust. 5-4. Real meal, nigga. Yeah. I should release that song, huh? I don't uh, rap anymore. I've been saying that for long. And so what? Okay. Hey, don't, don't get me started. Hey, you know, JR cried when he heard that album. Did he? Yeah, I love JR. He's emotional. I'm he emotional, emotional, too. We kind of similar in that respect. Like, we'll cry. He got a lot of feelings. Yeah. That's my baby. Hey, that's my cousin. I'm about to say that's my baby. What am I talking about? That's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, bro, what's going on here, man? Oh, my God. All right, man. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right, let's get back on track. Let's try to get back on track at least. Okay. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't be one corner at a time if it wasn't a bit rough. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, it was so profound in the beginning. Hey, man. We're balanced people. Yeah, yeah. You know? We balanced. Balance, we, you know? My mom's side, they Ivy League, Harvard and all of that, pop side. Hey, we blue collar from the hood, so... I got both sides. Best of both worlds, you know. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. I'll be in the library, but I got a pistol. Not right now, but uh, you know what? You I just have pat you on the back. You have you have come a long way. Thank you. Okay. Because you. that that pistol was toted with you from the Walmart to the church house. And it just I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Bro, I, I am proud of you. Do you have it with you right now? No. I am boy, you no. you better. You better. I, man, this 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 is this is incredible. Um having this conversation with you, first of all, let me say, I agree hundred percent with your granddad. And I think when he said, Well, you know, everybody gotta go through something. Yeah. You know, yeah. this confirms that for sure. Right. Because the the gotta go through part is exactly what you needed to get in your character, not even in it, but to evolve to pure execution. Absolutely. Pure execution. Because I, I remember like you with DDH had what in um meetings every Sunday. Yeah. And nothing materialized. Nothing materialized. You know, yeah. but uh, I mean, but it was it was a seed. It's it's like I this is why I was asking you, how were you able to 
come in and out of those moments and not disrupt your peace. And you gave us a lot of credit, but but we, as, as much as you love us, as, as much value as we have as individuals, to your life, to that situation, we're nothing but resources. We were resources mm. for you, and you used them. That's it right we, there. Yeah, you yeah. use your resources right. for that. And I think that that screams integrity. And for you to be able to use the resources the way you did, and for that to evolve and show up in your work mm-hmm. and your work ethic and in this newfound place, this new level of manhood and fatherhood, mm-hmm. might I add for you, is absolutely incredible. And that's why everybody got to go through something. <laughs> you know, everybody yes, got to go through yes, something. Absolutely. And if, if we going to change the world one corner at a time, mm-hmm. why not start with a love letter? Uh, oh, that was. Ooh. Yeah. She got off with that one. Oh, you got off with that one. You keep your expectations high because I, I deliver. Okay, I deliver. Okay. You got off with that one, man. I, I like deliver, that. Man. Yes, yeah, I, yes. I, I enjoy this conversation so much. I um, I had to keep it a little tight because I don't want to reveal too much. But you know, looking at my copy. Yes. You know, I went in and all over the place. Yes. Dissecting this information and I enjoyed it. it. It had its challenges because it was hard. My heart was breaking for, you know, not just the divorce, but for looking at the perspective of the kids, even looking at like your ex-wife, because I know what it is to have so much childhood and adolescent trauma to feel the neglect, to feel like you you need somebody to step mm-hmm. in and rescue or because you don't know what to do. But to be in a place where somehow, some way, you never evolved past that because you never did the work to heal, I've been there too. And I've right. also been in a place where I did do the work to heal. And right. I got to see the benefits of that. So, of course, there's there's no judgment, but I felt it completely across the board, um, mm. really invested in, in, in everything that I was experiencing. And I, I thank you for being so vulnerable. And I know that this truly isn't for anyone but your three little ones, whom I love so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for sharing it with us. Because Absolutely. it's real. We did need it. We wow. did need it. This little corner. Wow. We, we, we needed it. <laughs> right, right. We needed it. I want to say one last thing. Um, I think I have a, a complete answer when you asked me about how did I let go of the fantasy, let go of the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped looking at my kids and myself as a victim. Something can happen to you and... It can hurt you, and for that moment, you could be a victim, but you could claim victory, too. Yeah, yeah. And I claimed that victory, and I didn't look at my kids as, now they going to go and lack because their parents not together. Because I didn't go yeah. and lack. Yeah. And my parents not together. Yeah. But I know mama and pops love me. Yeah. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? And- that 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 really that that made it that made it all the more worth it and it it made me focused um to give my kids my all. You get what I'm saying? To give my kids my all, man. So um I just thought of that when you was talking. I thought of that. Like I, I had to stop looking at them as they gonna go and lack. Comma make sure they don't. You dig what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure of that. Um, 
So, yeah. I appreciate that. That's 100. And I, the way that you worded that, I think a lot of people feel like they'll, they'll do anything for their kids. Anything. Anything. And that that's what get them messed up. I'm not, I'm not a mother yet, but I am a woman. Absolutely. And before you become a mother, you are a woman. And before you become a father, you are a man. Mm-hmm. And I think what you did, which is the most important piece, was that you tackled, you you gave your all to hit the healing and the evolution of the man. Yes. And then that became the, the prosperity of the father. And I am... Who? So listen... Don't start, okay? That's a bar. You just <laughs> <laughs> that is a bar. Shout out to OG Chris. Wow. Uh, oh. Wow. I think that that is what made the difference, and and you said it when you stopped looking at at yourself as a victim yes. first, and then you didn't look at your children as a victim. Because me, I'm a, I'm a, the man gonna be straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the man's straight. The fatherhood gonna be good, mm. and you you execute it. You are, man. When is your book coming, man? When we working on yours? I'll edit it for you. One Put your gotcha. This is one corner at a time. Pajot, edit so. a, edit a Kila book. <laughs> Shout out to Mister Pajot, man. Right now we talking about you. This is your time. <laughs> this is your time. This is yes. We talking about you. We celebrating you. I'm 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 gonna bring mine together. Okay. You know what I'm Say less. It's Say happening. less. You you gonna know. Right. You gonna know. Right. But now now that this is done and we talked about this for a long time and the whole process of it was wild and the process of getting it out and just all of that. Now now that all of the heavy lifting with the the actual book, the actual love letter is done, mm. what what is next for you? Um what can we expect to see <laughs> from the young author, Zachary Lathan Williams? Yes. Uh, I'm going to keep grinding. You know, I, I get up at four in the morning, hit the gym. I write every day. I read every day. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if that's going to take, if my next project will take shape as another book mm-hmm. or, you know, I write scripts as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to keep keep creating from... A pure, a pure heart from a vulnerable heart because um, when it comes from the soul, man. Yeah. When it comes from the heart, I think J. Cole said that don't it sound more illa. You know what I mean? So. That's <laughs> Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm definitely gonna keep working. I can't say exactly what it's gonna be, when it's gonna happen, but listen, man. I. I'm. I'm just a grinder now. I don't think I was a grinder before. Before I was slacking out. Just talk about it. Man, I'm grinding now. I'm executing now. So. Uh, yeah, there there will be more. There will be more. Money. Absolutely. Money. One corner at a time, right? One corner at a time. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to, I think I'm the first person to interview you about your book officially. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. It feels real good. It feels real special. It's only right. It's only right. It's only right, yeah, I man. I love you, man. I love, I love you. you back, man. <laughs> Soon as this uh, camera go off, man, I'm going to be hugging you and tackling you. <laughs> You know we the washer and dryer gang. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Absolutely. Lions Absolutely. Gonna Lions go- All right, bro. Don't get me geeked up here. Let's be civilized. Let's I have a, a collared shirt on. Talking ass. Let's be civilized well, I in here. I have a t-shirt that's ripped in the front. You look style. nice though. So you look yeah, nice. in plastic frames. Fake glasses, but they look you know nice what I'm on saying? you. 2020 vision. Wait, watch me, watch me sit. Watch me sit. Oh, go off. Oh, go off. Look at her. <sighs> Bitch. 
You the one, ain't you? You the one. One quarter at a time. Hey, man. I ain't say MF not one time. You didn't. Should I say it real quick? Go ahead, motherfucker. Say it. Man, you the motherfucking one, <laughs> yeah. ain't you? There you go. It wouldn't be one quarter at a time if we ain't throw a motherfucker in there one time, man. You this know. is great. This is great. All right, we done, man. Hey, shout out to JR. You know what I mean? Cameraman. Jay Maurice. Shout out to Jabbar, Young Brave. When, and... you know, where more music coming, bro? Oh, Soon he he working on something. He working, he working on, on something. a lot of something. He just being modest. Let me do all my shout outs real quick. Listen, I'm gonna drink my mom, wine. pops. I love y'all. My grandparents, rest in peace. My granddad Levi, rest in peace, Grandma Olene. Shout out, Granddad Charles. You know what I mean. Rest in peace, Grandma Dorothy. Man, my brothers, Jay, Jr, Dio, Carlos. Uh, uh, B Brown. Who who I'm missing? Um, said Joe. Ooh, ooh. If I would have forgot Joe, he would have beat my. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to Joe, powerlifting champ. Uh, man, listen, my my sisters, Akila, Sam, Bria, um, Pajo, Garrison, uh, um. My cousin Courtney, come home in 22 months. Listen, when you get home, bro, we gonna be right. They hating on me, bro. They hating on me. They hating on me. Shout out to everybody I love, man. Listen, I look. One corner at a time, we up out of here, man.